Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. On a short week, Memorial Day came and went. I hope all of you were able to thank those that uh, have paid uh, the highest price of supporting freedom out there, all the current, past, future uh, people that are going to be in the service, we, we thank you immensely. I hope you had a great Memorial weekend. I did not. I was sick all weekend, and it's been a miserable few weeks. I have had the worst luck uh, with all of that, but I'll, I'll tell you all about it in a minute. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. i got to be retrained. I've, it's been like three days since I've done a show. Uh, physical delivery of gold and silver. Nobody does it better than us. Nobody uh, tells it to you straighter than we do. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. The website at allamericangold.com. And uh, I will tell you, we are super, super close to launching our new site. We, we, we It'll be this week. Right now, we're in. We're just in testing. We have the site up. Uh, just, just a select few of us are working through it, making sure everything works the way it's supposed to be. Uh, what will that mean for you? Really, not a lot. Easier access to our social media sites, our Facebook and, and our Twitter, and, and of course the podcast. That won't change, but it'll be just be right there for you. Uh, a lot more of my own writings are going to be uh, part of the new Patriot Trading Group uh, and our new website at allamericangold.com. What won't change, all the news and articles, all of that stuff stays the same. Uh, you're going to be able to shop online just like you do today. Uh, like I said, the biggest thing is more of keeping up with the times, having it load easier into those tablets and phones and and our social media Right, I guess, you know, we we got to get with it. So that's what we're doing. Uh, we should have that up running live uh, later this week. Uh, bare, I was barely alive this weekend. Man, was I sick. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, I mean, it was bad. I, I was I was telling Arlene, uh, Wendy's off this week, so Arlene's working all week, but I was telling Arlene, I'm like, oh, I was so sick. I said it, it was, I was ready to go to the urgent care. And that's how sick I was. And it really boiled down to I didn't want to pay the 50 bucks. <laughs> and because, you know, when you go, right, it's one of two things. Ah, oh, you have a cold, and there's really nothing they can do. Or you have something where they'll give you the antibiotics, right, which will, will knock it out. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure I've got the one where it's like, hey, yeah, quit being a wuss. Go back home and drink a lot of fluids, and so I didn't pay the fifty dollars, and I suffered through it. I will tell you this: I was in a Nyquil Dayquil coma, and I ran. We ran out. My wife and my youngest son were in Vegas. There was a big basketball tournament. They had games Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And they made it. They made it all the way to the finals. And in a, in a, in a, what I was told, just a great game. Uh, and then they, you know, back and forth, back and forth, and they lost it there late. Uh, so they finished second, still a great tournament for them. Uh, my older son, believe it or not, was in Colorado. 
visiting uh, one of the schools that's recruiting him to play football. Uh, he was at uh, Colorado Mesa over the weekend. Uh, they had a camp. They were there. They got in late Saturday. The, the coach took him and his buddy, his teammate, around school on Sunday. And then they had a camp there on Monday, and then they drove back. So I was there all by myself. And I ran out of Dayquil and Nightclub. I was out. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, man, I, I, I can't tough it out. It, it was Sunday, and I drove to the store. I know, amazing, right? A sick guy actually got out of bed and moved, did something. Uh, normally, that would not have happened had my wife been at home. And I drove to the store all by myself. I found where they keep the the NyQuil and DayQuil, right? And they had one of those combo packs, you know, where you got one of each one. I'm like, perfect. And I just grabbed it, and I go to the to to the checkout. And it, I did, was in one of those do-it-yourself ones, because that was the only thing I had, and I swiped it. Do you know you need ID? I did not know that. You need ID to buy NyQuil? Or at least they use it to mix it with other drugs and whatever. Yeah, you need ID. And I'm standing there. When I'm looking around, I don't see anybody. You know, I don't know where anybody is. And then I don't know. Somehow somebody saw me and let it go through. But I did not know that. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, my son's getting ready. He's going to be a senior in high school this year. But next year he's heading off to college. If he had a cold. I guess he wouldn't be able to buy it, right? I don't know what the. I, I'm assuming you needed to be 21. I don't. I don't know how old you needed to be, but I learned something new. You need an ID now to buy Nyquil and Dayquil. I guess I, I'm assuming both of them. Uh, but yeah, that's what I learned this weekend. Uh, what a what a great weekend! Monday, I started to feel a little better. My wife and I celebrated. We're so bad at this. It was our 18th wedding anniversary this weekend. Uh, we got married in Eric's backyard. Oh, and that was a great wedding. I had so much fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah, 18 years we've been married. And I had texted her in my, my NyQuil coma. Happy anniversary as, as she was in Las Vegas. Uh, but, yeah, that was my weekend. So, anyway, uh, enough about me. More about what's going on economically. That's coming up next. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. You know, as we as we get ready for the jobs numbers that are going to be coming out, uh, this week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we continue to try to figure out what it is that the central bank is going to do. Are they going to raise rates? Are they not going to raise rates? Uh, I'm in the camp of they're going to because they have to because they know uh, the recession is coming and they want to get as in front of it as quickly as possible. Uh, but a couple of things have happened. Matter of fact, I actually got uh, a customer of ours actually 
made a photocopy of the newspaper article uh, in his paper. And then we have this article, a similar article, up on our website uh, this morning talking about health care. You know, and I just told you how I didn't want to go pay my 50 bucks, right, because that's my my copay when I go to the doctor or the urgent care and and I'm sitting there and I just said, ah, I'm going to suffer through it. I, I'm, I was worried that I was going to get the, yeah, you've just got the cold, go away, right? And uh, anyway, just my own health care stuff, and we talked about this last week because we just got our new uh, health care cost for for this next year. And our health insurance went up another $100 a month, which seemingly every year now goes up $100 a year every year. And what I was paying $200 for is now costing me over $500 a month for. And you really start to wonder, how is this all going to work? And then in California, they actually uh, got this through committee. They're going to vote. The, the state Senate is going to be voting on this, where they are trying to, and this was one of the things, I know Hillary was a part of this, The what they're calling the, sing, the single-payer bill, which is an, in, in California, they said, we want to give everybody free health care. Free. Right? And that would be great. That sounds wonderful. And they actually did, and I don't know how great the analysis is, but we have to take it at face value. They said, okay, we want to offer free health care for everybody in the state of California. What would it cost? And the answer that came back, and like I said, I don't know if this was, my guess is, this was a number that was a little bit on the uh, rosy side of things, and I and I only say that uh, because of the people that were asking for it, right? Which is the people that want a a single payer system. And what they came back with was it would cost California four hundred billion dollars a year to give everybody in the state health care. Now, the state of California, all by itself, doesn't even collect $400 billion. (laughs) So the answer that they came back with is, hey, it would cost more money than all of the money you collect right now. And you would think just that on itself would be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I guess we're not going to do that. It actually passed committee by a 5-2 to two vote, and that it will be taken to the Senate floor next week. The bill is called the Healthy California Act. was uh, introduced by one of the state senators there. It says that the bill would cost more than the state's entire budget which begins July the 1st. 
The large price tag uh, of the bill would eliminate the private insurance market. Right? Let's forget about capitalism. Right? Let, let, let's throw that out the window. I mean, this is where we're at. If passed, the new legislation would allow access to all medical care determined to be medically appropriate by the member's health care provider. <laughs> Which, who knows what that would be. The legislation gives nearly an exhaustive list of treatment options. This, this article talks about acupuncture and, and uh, chiropractic care. Under the proposed system, all 40 million Californians would be able to see any specialist they want without a referral, and co-pays and deductibles would be prohibited. The new bill which places no health care utilization restrictions on California, would be paid for by the $200 billion in funds reallocated from other government health care spending. So, at least according to this article, they say California spends about $200 billion a year right now. The other $200 billion would come in a form of a tax hike in order to cover the remaining costs. The staff Senate analysis found that a $200 billion increase, okay, because they got $200 billion that they're already spending. They need another $200 billion. They said that that would be the equivalent to a 15% payroll tax increase on top of the 15.3% already taken out of California paychecks. <laughs> See, it's perfectly fine. We can totally afford this as long as we tax you 30%. They said that the statewide economic impact of such an overall tax increase on employment is beyond the scope of the analysis. So in other words, the people they hired to 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 do this came back to them and said, you know, we can't even we can't even tell you how much damage this would do to your state. And these people passed it anyway. And it, it, it really is, we're, we're kind of at this point. By the way, it's Senate Bill 562, if you want to look it up yourself. Senate Bill 562, guaranteeing health coverage with no out-of-pocket costs for all California residents. And, and this is kind of what we're up against. There really is no good way out when you enter into these, uh, you know, what I call these these debt super cycles. It's impossible to get out of them. 
and really the, the, the problem that they have. Listen, I get it. We all get it. It costs too much. The problem is nobody has the cojones to say why it costs too much. Because this is what inflation really is. Right? The printing and the endless printing of money is what causes things to cost so much more. This is why billions and millions and millions of people are falling off. And let's face it, when you look at how all of these things stack up, and I don't care if it's health care costs, the wages aren't keeping up. Matter of fact, ADP just came out with another big report. And they said uh, wages increased, I forget what the number, it was either five cents or seven more, five or seven more cents. And I'm like, my health care, my, my own health care just went up over $100 a month. That extra seven cents an hour didn't cut it. And now we're sitting there, and, and I guess this is really the choice we, we want to make. Do you want to, let's make everything free, right? Free everything. Free health care, free education, right? Because let's face it, the reason that people can't afford anything is because they don't have any money. The reason why they don't have any money is because they're paying for health care, they're paying for their education, they're paying on their student loan debt, they're paying on their credit card debt, their mortgage debt. They don't have any money. And I get, you know, we could do it if we just simply just everybody turn over every dollar they ever made and give it to the government. And I, and I just, it truly, it it defies logic that they that. You know, this committee, I mean, there are seven of them. I guess that's not that many. But how five of them could even say, yes, let's go forward with this? When the analysis says, are you kidding me? It's almost, it's impossible. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, California already pays, what, 52% for the highest tax bracket? If 67% of their income went there? And, and and I guess this is kind of the idiocracy of it all. You know, Eric always used to say that movie, Idiocracy. If you've never seen it, it's the dumbest movie ever. But I can't say ever because there's been a lot of dumb ones. But it, it's one of these, I guess it's a comedy. Uh, Luke, or, yeah, Luke Wilson was in it. And it talks about, you know, uh, you know, Society getting dumber, they go into the future and all this stuff, and and really, this is kind of where we're at right now. We're we're having this huge divide throughout the country, and and the divide it's not just politically, it's not just socially, it's not just economically, it's all of them. And you think about all of the, the things that people are frustrated about, and the reason why they're frustrated is because we never get a straight answer. 
Right? They don't give us a straight answer on how bad the pensions are. They don't give us a straight answer on how bad the debts are. They don't give us a straight answer on what the real rate of inflation is. They don't give us a straight answer on what the real wage growth is. Because if you take out the, the elite at the very top, there is none. And all the data points that they want to tell you that, see, look how much better things are are what we call in the industry soft data points. Soft data points means this is people's opinion. It's not actually based on the facts of it all. And then one of the other things in the Wall Street Journal this weekend, talking about the runaway disability payments, and and we try to figure out where do all these people go? We, we talked about last week, there's 20 million more people on food stamps today than there was 10 years ago. But that's not just all the people. If you go back and you look at disability insurance, there's 5 million more people on that program than there was 10 years ago. And how many other programs do I not know about? KJ Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative perspective since 1983, continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Hyatt. The Sanctuary City movement, which gained momentum and arrogance during eight years of the Obama administration, has finally met its match. Attorney General Jeff Sessions announced in March that cities, counties, and states will soon lose billions of dollars of federal assistance if they refuse to assist federal officials charged with enforcing our immigration laws. The new policy comes as no surprise, since Donald Trump often spoke out against sanctuary cities throughout his 18-month campaign for president. Such policies cannot continue, Sessions announced to the public. They make our nation less safe by putting dangerous criminals back on our streets. Sessions declared that there will be a new policy of lawfulness concerning sanctuary cities and that state and local jurisdictions must certify that they are complying with immigration laws in order to continue receiving funding from the federal government. Cities that fail to comply could receive an invoice from the federal government demanding a refund of grants they previously received. As head of the Department of Justice, Sessions has the authority and the means to enforce our immigration laws which have been ignored for so long. The Justice Department doles out billions of dollars of grants to assist local law enforcement, and that money should not be given to local governments that defy federal law. While liberal mayors defend sanctuary policies, Americans are overwhelmingly opposed. In a survey of registered voters by the Harvard-Harris poll, 80% of Americans agreed with the statement, cities that arrest illegal immigrants for crimes should be required to turn them over to immigration authorities. The Rasmussen survey phrased the question somewhat differently by asking likely voters if they wanted their own city to become a sanctuary city. It's no surprise that a majority said no, and 52% also said that sanctuary cities should have their federal funds cut off. The Harvard-Harris survey also found that most Americans still support a temporary ban on visitors from seven Muslim-majority countries, even after Trump's executive order was blocked by an activist federal judge. 
Most of those polled said the federal judge's ruling made the nation less safe. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the cost of illegal immigration? It burdens our schools, hospitals, and social services. It opens the door to criminals, terrorists, and voter fraud. And it's unfair to those who came here legally. At PSEagles.com, we want to hear your thoughts on illegal immigration. Join the blog at PSEagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. So this is what we need to believe now in the United States. We need to believe that they fixed everything. Yet 20 million more people now receive food stamp assistance than than they did 10 years ago. We need to believe that they fixed everything. Yet the amount of people on disability went from 4 million to 9 million. Right? Food stamps, we went from 20 million to over 40 million. And like I said, that's just two of the programs that I know about. So when we sit there and we kind of look at California and why they're 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 wanting something that obviously in the I don't know really doesn't make any sense is because most of the people in the state of California need assistance. And and this is really part of what the, the the thing that really when you look at the data points that they're trying to feed us, they don't add up. And when they don't add up, people start to get upset because they don't really care. They don't care. Most people probably don't even know. You know what? If I, I venture, if I went out and I asked people what the unemployment rate is, they probably have no idea. And, and if they were able to come up with a number that was somewhat close, if you ask them how they get to that number, right, 99% of the population, has, they don't know. And so as we sit here and we try to figure out what it is that they fixed or haven't fixed, keep this in mind. Almost every single program that calls for government assistance has doubled. I mean, doubled in 10 years. And they're sitting there saying that they fixed something. And what I've been telling you all along is they fixed it by hiding it with debt. It's just like credit scores. I don't know if you saw the Wall Street Journal. Maybe you saw a headline uh, this weekend, or maybe it even made your, your local news where they said credit scores have hit an all-time high or are back to where they were before the recession. See, we fixed it. And the realities are, yes, at least according to, I guess, what's going to happen, the credit scores are higher today than they were, I believe, I think they went back to 05. 
But it wasn't because people's credit scores got better because of payment history. It was because they simply changed the way they viewed people who had bad credit. In other words, again, and, and this is something that I've had a problem with for so, so long, is the rewarding of failure. And I get it. Listen, I get it. People have, bad things happen. They do. And and people end up having to file for bankruptcy. and do, that That's part of it, yes. But it's just like when we didn't punish the bank, Right, we we bailed out General Motors. Right, we bailed out Fiat. We bailed out the banks. We bailed out the money. We bailed all these things out. Then we punished the people that did it right. Think about this: for ten years, you've not gotten any interest for anything you've saved for. Not a not a cent. Nothing. Even though they promised you that if you did it right, you would be rewarded. You weren't rewarded. You were punished. Now today, matter of fact, uh, Ramon had it up on our website about the new FICO system where essentially for the people that had bad things happen to them, they've just changed the way they've counted it. Right? So, magically, you get a better credit score. If you weren't able to pay certain bills or you fell behind here or there, they're just rewarding the failure. You know what? Right or wrong, it doesn't matter. That's the part, though, that when you look at it again, they want to mislead. It's just like the unemployment rate. It's just like the inflation rate. They don't like the number, so they simply change the question. And the realities are that works for a little while. But until you're willing to deal with the underlying issue, it's never going to get fixed. And all of you out there that think, oh, yes, it's going to be fixed, and we're going to have all of this great economic prosperity, at least listen to what some of the people are saying. All of them, really. 3% GDP growth. You'd think that it could never happen again. Matter of fact, only Donald Trump thinks it can. Unfortunately, I'm in the camp that I don't think it can. But I'm in that camp because I think this is how broken it really is. Do you know for decades and decades and decades and centuries that 3.3% GDP growth was the norm? That was just average. And all of these people say we can't get back above it. But the reason why they're saying it is the part that nobody talks about. See, part of the reason why you can't have growth is because debt is already at all-time highs. Why did they change the way they, they do the FICO scores? 
Well, the answer is simple. They want to loan people money that because of that their credit was so bad, most people wouldn't loan it to them. <laughs> and, of course, those are the ones that are most likely to what? Not actually be able to pay it. And this is why, you know what, really, I guess, you we're starting to see the brilliance that was my uncle when he kept talking about and, you know, 10 years ago, he was saying the minimum wage had to be $15 an hour. When the wage, the, the fight for 15 started like five years ago, he was like, 15 isn't going to be enough. It needs to be 30. And the way my health care bill is going, I don't even know if 30 is going to be enough. But we could get 3% GDP growth with a minimum wage of 30. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. It really is incredible. What it is you can learn if you're willing to to actually do the research and how much trouble we're really in. And one of the things that's been fascinating, you know, we've we've relented on all of these laws that got put into place during the Great Depression and Sarbanes-Oxley and all of those laws. And then... In the 90s, on top of getting rid of those laws, they they created the derivatives monster, which most of us, even me, and I, I consider myself to be, uh, you know, as well read as anybody on this, and I still can't understand it. Five hundred trillion dollars of what that allowed for the creation of the mega corporations. And there was a great new study out and really going through the Social Security Administration's violence and where you find all of this stuff. You know, America was the best place in the world, especially what for people, small business owners, people that wanted to be their own boss. I mean, we were the king. According to the latest data out here, the number of Americans who filed as self-employed fell to 8.4 million Americans. By the way, in 1990, 1990, there was 8.7 million self-employed Americans. And back in 1990, there was only 250 million people in the country. Today, there's 320 million, and there's even less of us. In one study, 
And it found that the percentage of Americans that were self-employed has fallen by more than 20% since 1991. But if you went back even further, and I'll liken this to Janet Yellen liking to brag about first-time jobless claims are the lowest since the 70s. It's hard to believe. But as a percentage of the population, entrepreneurs and business owners have declined by 53% since 1977. So it's an endangered species. And then you think about what it's cost us. Food stamps. If you go back to the 90s, we're talking less than 10 million people. 15 million max. Now there's a 45 million people on food stamps. It said that that when you break down the number one reason is I have to pay for my own medical expenses. That's the number one reason why people don't. And I get it. I'm a prime example. And, and I trust me, I did not set this up. Right? Last week I started talking about my health care because, let's face it, up to a few years ago, I had no idea. Why did I need to know? I didn't. It was a couple hundred bucks. It had been a couple hundred bucks for seemingly the whole time that I've been working here at Patriot. Now it's 550 and there's no end in sight. In this, the, the article, the person says, I was paying $200 a month for a high deductible policy, right? Which was one of the policies that I'm talking about. Now the guy says, I pay over $400 a month, and my out-of-pocket costs have skyrocketed. I had to spend reason number two. I had to spend dozens of hours and thousands of dollars for a tax accountant each spring to prepare my taxes, I can tell you right now. I was naive as all get out. Right? This is, you know, Eric probably, he's brilliant. Right? He sold me the company. I took over the company four years ago. I had no idea. Taxes time around, it's horrible. It is stressful. It is involves me yelling at my wife a lot. Right? We actually feel like we are somewhat of an expert now, and we still have no idea what's going to come out the other end. The next side payroll tax right people don't know i knew this going in you got to pay both 
And depending on what state you live, you know, we talk about it 12.4%, but if you live in the wrong state, like California, it's over 15%, right? Small business owner pays both sides. Right? It's the double tax. It's the, hey, you work for yourself, so <laughs> we're going to hit you twice. Of course, the last one being uh, the state, federal, and local taxes, which seemingly never go down either. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on this Tuesday, Patriot Radio News Hour. Hope you're, I hope you're getting ready. That's all. Be prepared. Because as the, the longer this continues, the bigger the problem gets. And and they they've done things that even they knew they should have never have done. I mean we we have no idea of what true price discovery is right now, right? We know that we we it, the whole market is fake. And it's fake because of the fact that there are, you know, even if they let's just say they raise rates, which I hope they do, cuz that's been really good for gold. But I think they're going to. I, I I don't know where the Wall Street people are, but I think they're going to because they know it's it's running out here. It's still only be one percent in the entire history of the United States. Only one other time. Did rates get to 1%? And that was right after 9-11. And they didn't stay there very long. They stayed there, it wasn't even a year. Right? And they blamed the housing crisis on it. I don't know if you guys remember that. Alan Greenspan did that. And we've been at less than that for a decade. And, of course, this is one of the things that they were never supposed to have done. Right, they've got this balance sheet of four and a half trillion dollars. Everybody with an IQ higher than room temperature knows before you raise the rates, you get rid of the balance sheet debt. Because you know, the the higher you raise the interest rate, the bigger those things are going to be losers. Right, but they're not doing that. They're talking, oh, we're going to gradually do this or gradually do because they don't want true price discovery because they know. Hey, it's going to get bad again, and we're just going to revert right back. And when you start looking at where people are, you're telling me small business ownership is lower today than it was in the 90s? That we have 50% fewer as a percentage of the population than we did in the 70s? Right? The only difference was about the 70s, we didn't even have 200 million people yet. So the number of individual business owners is about that level, but the percentage is far, far less. Right? Because we've essentially doubled the population and haven't, don't have any more business owners. And the realities are we've lost almost 10 million of those. And, and so what happens next, and this is why, you know, you can kind of see we become a country where there's a few of the haves and a lot more of the have-nots, and everybody else is trying to run in place as hard as they can. 
started the Memorial Holiday. We were running uh, U.S. $10 Liberties at six seventy-five. I'm going to keep them right there. We still have some available. U.S. $10 Liberty gold pieces. What a just a great buy. Uh, at six hundred and seventy-five dollars, at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two, we have a mixed market. Uh, gold's down five, silver's up five. Uh, in the Wall Street, uh, all three industries are a little bit lower this morning. Uh, we got jobs data coming out for the rest of the week. Be a lot to talk about. Patriot Radio News Hour. Everybody enjoy the rest of your Tuesday.